0: nerds if you're just joining us for the first time welcome aboard we are an lgbt plus rpg podcast and our main thing is that we're a bunch of queer friends who like to have fun together we like to uh explore systems in a way that demonstrate its mechanics to the viewers well listeners you know giving people an idea of stuff they might want to play and to uh Get wrapped up in the narratives we create in the process. I am Owen. I am the founder, director, and editor of Big Gay Nerds, and I'm just gonna introduce uh my recording mates here. Um oh cast members, that's the word for that. Um no, I like recording mates. <laughs> starting uh with my lovely spouse, Levi.
1: Uh, hello, I am Levi. My pronouns are they and them. I'm in most of the games on this show. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this
0: one. And then, uh, let's see, from the- you know what, let's just go in the order that you guys joined this podcast, why not? Ooh, so okay. ne- oh, exciting! So, uh, next up, Saturn.
2: Hi, I'm Saturn. I use they them pronouns. You can find me at Celestial Mecca on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, recently slash currently, uh, whenever the time frame one this works out, I GM'd Blades in the Dark for the show. Um, that should be wrapped up by the time you're hearing this. Um, and after that, who knows? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I'm Sarah, she her. You can find me at Radio Inactivity on Twitter. I co-host another podcast with my best friend called The Gorge, where we just talk about like nerd shit. Um, and I am unbelievably excited to be playing this one. So yeah, let's get into it.
0: Uh, well, before we can do that, we got one more—a more. relative newcomer.
4: Yeah, that's right. It's me. you don't need anything else. Oh no. Okay, my name is <laughs> Um... Uh, uh, they, them, and, uh, I, you can find me at twitter.com slash gojonixgo. That's J O N I X. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm a relative newcomer, but, uh, I'm also the, I believe, the, the, uh, resident comics grognard here, so.
2: That, yes, that is. I don't know what the word grognard means, so you're probably correct. <laughs> oh, wow, how have you.
4: <laughs> so, okay, uh, just, uh,
0: it's basically sort of means old guard. Um, it started out hmm. as, I think, a term used for, like, Napoleonic soldiers, yeah. but it carried over to the RPG world because one of, like, the founding tenants of the RPG was, like, old literal war gamers based on, like, Napoleonic wars, so... Oh, <laughs> oh that, that,
2: okay, that, that tracks. I yeah. played Disco Elysium at some point, and they use uh, the ARD, uh suffix as opposed to ist oh. so there's lots of communards oh, and that's, nice.
0: oh that's you know what I had sort of been on the fence about playing that game maybe please I'm gonna Disco check Elysium. it out play Disco Elysium you really should please it's super play good. Disco Elysium we okay. can't do well, that
3: for this podcast Well, before we well
0: before we do that let's play Masks A New Generation by yes. Brendan Conway mm. um, you might have so like just a little context here um this was a game what that I've wanted to play since I think before this podcast began. Um I kickstarted it back when it was on Kickstarter and to, to this day I think it was maybe the most profitable like Kickstart backing I have done yet because I put ten bucks into that and I got like four PDFs out of it. Oh that's I think. Awesome. Uh, probably more, oh, yeah. actually, because I, I then got all of the expansion stuff, which we are actually going to be making use of. Um, Masks is a game about playing young superheroes who are entering into a world where superheroes are very much an established thing. And so it is about making a name for themselves, um, sort of figuring out both their own identities and what role they want to play in the world, but it also has to do a lot with what other people expect from them, and pretty much every element of the game plays into that, which I'm very interested in. So uh, this is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, which we have done before. If you have listened to our Monster Hearts game, then it's going to be a, a lot like that in terms of its core resolution mechanics. Um, And also, you know, in terms of its themes, because Mm -hmm. they are, uh, it's definitely something that uh, I had in mind as something specifically to follow on the trail of Monster Hearts, which, to be fair... I, we haven't played that in a while. It's been a while since we left Dolorosa behind. Of, don't
3: re, don't remind me of that. Well, don't remind me how long it's been, please.
0: Um, <laughs> it's been three thousand years, <laughs> and I'm interested. Itch- I'm interested to get a game that approaches similar topics from a very different direction because you're not like murderous monsters in this. Yeah,
3: I, was I don't think say, you necessarily my, have to I, be murderous I, monsters in monster hearts so either. We're just you know bad. I've
2: <laughs> never uh, played Masks, obviously, but my impression of it is that it touches on a lot of the same kind of beats as monster hearts does Mm. vis-a-vis like you're playing a bunch of uh ostensibly uh young and likely queer coded uh young kids by default but probably closer to college age in our reading who have these supernatural connections or superheroic connections that has stand as a thematic foil to their personal conflicts Mm -hmm. except the difference is is that this game is not a Well, I can't speak for how it's going to turn out, but it's not bleakly cynical by default. Yeah. So, Um,
0: like, this this can go any way we want it to go. And in the stuff we've discussed, there's definitely going to be, like, some dark themes in this, Mm -hmm. I think. Or even if not dark, then at least, like, unhappy. Um, But um, I am... I'm looking forward to giving you guys a chance to do some real heroism, which I realize is not something we do a ton. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah our, two major, our
3: two major blocks are both, like, a lot I was say, Our first major
2: block is Monster Hearts, which, you know, is Monster Hearts. Yeah. The second one's Blades, <laughs> the Blades in the, in the dark. dark, where where y'all are not necessarily evil so much as you are a chaotic opportunist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's interesting to have another mainline campaign that's going to be uh, a little more uh, good guys in tone. Uh probably kind of more in line with uh fate, I'd guess, except a little more uh a little less morally ambiguous, I'd guess. <laughs> well we'll see. Um anyway. So um before I got into
0: that tangent, um uh, PBTA games, one of their traits is that you play to find out. A lot of stuff is, things aren't really laid out, um, in advance. Um, things sort of get, uh, unveiled, uh, sort of narratives, uh, just sort of happen emergently through gameplay Mm -hmm. and one of those things is uh the setting a lot of setting stuff tends to be left in the air however masks does have a default though relatively open-ended setting which i am going to stick with and this time i am actually going to read what's in the book because it's just a page it's not too bad halcyon city there's no place like it anywhere else on earth and to those who call it home there's no place better Halcyon City is a massive, bustling metropolis. Gleaming silver skyscrapers adorn its business districts, and assorted streets, bridges, and rails crisscross its body. Countless people from countless cultures and walks of life populate this great city. It's a contradictory and wonderful combination of darkness, crime, corruption, and flaws, built on the errors of the past alongside light, hope, and the promise of change and growth. It's always been the city of tomorrow and yesterday, and that's never been more true than today. Halcyon is the focal point of the super-powered, extra-normal world. Caped figures soar through its skies and break into fights against terrible <clears throat> monsters and gigantic robots. Villains scheme in nefarious lairs hidden in the clouds over the city, while heroes meet and contemplate their next course of action in their golden halls of justice. Paranormal adventurers walk Halcyon City streets, looking for distortions and portals to other realms, while time-travelers and aliens make the city their home, for better or worse. The city's always had more than its share of strange heroes and goings-on, but since the late 1930s, it's played home to more superhumans and their kin than any other place on Earth, and the city has evolved to fit its population. Construction crews work at ridiculous speeds to repair the damage done in superhuman brawls. Law enforcement has adapted to the superhuman activity with its unique sense of responses and equipment. Halcyon hosts the headquarters of Aegis, the Advanced Expert Group for Intervention and Security, an elite government agency that rose specifically to deal with superhumans, among other weird, secret, and superhuman-oriented organizations. Over the course of 80 or so years of superheroes, Halcyon City has seen three relatively distinct generations of superheroes rise and fall. These three generations are known colloquially as the Gold Generation, the Silver Generation, and the Bronze Generation. And now, there's a new generation rising. The children of other superheroes, or trainees of prior generations, or brand new superpowered individuals all trying to figure out who they are in the midst of Halcyon City's own special brand of wonder and insanity. That's you. You're the new generation. And soon enough, this city with its amazing miracles and its impossible wonders will be yours. Who will you be when it's time to inherit Alcyon's reigns? What will you make of the place? Whose butts will you kick on the way? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is the game. Um, Is there anything else we should review before we jump into characters?
2: Mm. That's all I can really think. That's pretty. Of. That's mean, pretty spot
3: on. Okay. Yeah.
2: I guess just for like summary of what Owen said, it's New York City by way of the MCU, but all the movies are happening on the same screen at the same
0: time. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we have talked a little bit about how we sort of want to personalize this place. I don't want to like do that all here because it will make this episode last <laughs> even longer than it is going to. Eight uh, hours it, it,
3: of us just talking about world building. Yeah.
0: I like the idea. Of recording something about that, like as a patron exclusive, though. So yeah,
2: you know, and we're not going to keep the the details from y'all, but it's going to be stuff that'll probably uh, be coming up in play uh, more so than it does in this episode, at least. Right.
0: Um, you know what? I think maybe before we dive in, uh, there's two things I want to go over. Sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe technically one thing. Expressed as two, which is play by um,
2: ear. Let's see where it goes.
0: <laughs> so, um, in this game, the big thing that sets it apart from uh, other PPTA games is that the stats that you use to roll are mutable. Um, in other games, you might have, say, a stat-, a stat representing like your strength and your speed and your intelligence and all that. Um, Monster Hearts was different because its th- its three were like hot, cold, uh, dark, volatile, so that was definitely more about your personality than anything else. This is a little bit similar, but um, your s- the things you roll with are your labels, which are Danger, Freak, Savior, Superior, and Mundane. Um, you... Uh, the playbook you choose which if you're not familiar with pbta it's sort of like a class but more focused um it has sort of a set distribution of these stats and then you can add plus one to whichever one you want and that's all cool however um it is possible for npcs or other pcs to change your labels around um when someone who has influence over you, which is sort of an abstract representation of social influence, um, expresses what they think of you or what they think you should be, they can shift one up and one down. Um, it's possible to resist it, but that just sort of reflects how, uh, how much this game is about what people think about you.
4: Um,
0: and, uh, sort of connected to that, this is a game that doesn't have hit points, um a lot of the action stuff is very abstracted which is good because it means you can really get creative with how superpowers are playing into everything but um <coughs> instead of getting hurt you mark off conditions um which are afraid angry guilty hopeless and insecure Well when you tick off all of them obviously you're sort of you know taken out uh whatever however that might translate to um but also, the one that is ticked off will um, give you penalties to using certain roles, because those would, that will be how you're feeling. Um, obviously, your characters are likely going to be physically hurt in the process, but we're not too worried about mechanically simulating that. That's just stuff that's going to be happening in the narrative. Okay, so... Um, I am going to... Uh, let's go through the characters now and let's do it in the order that you are presented in the books. In this case, I'll then be counting the publication order of the two of you who are using expansion <laughs> books. Um, but let's start with... There's no way, we're just using core stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, um... <clears throat> so, uh, Jonix, uh, Joe... Yes. Uh, you, um, uh, go so... ahead.
4: So, I'll be playing, uh, The Bull, uh, uh, a, it's a, you know, big, strong, big, strong, tough character. Um, in this case, it's a, uh, a character by the name of Pate Macleod, mm-hmm. who is a... Macleod. Uh, Macleod. Yeah, Macleod. Um, <laughs> who is, uh, she is a, uh, a time-displaced warrior from a far-flung uh, 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 distant uh, um, Scottish settlement that was lost into the magical mists of the Moors. Mm-hmm. And uh, she somehow man- uh, um, managed to escape it and make her way to uh, Halcyon City.
0: Yes. Um, so what is your look?
4: Okay, so uh, so she, uh, using some of the descriptors here uh, uh, that are in the book, she is a, uh, a white woman, because she's Scottish, uh, <laughs> old Scottish. Um, she has uh, uh, battered hands, so she's been in a lot of fights mm-hmm. uh she, she wears, I guess it's, using the descriptors in the book, I would probably call them, uh, ragged clothing more than <laughs> baggy or dirty. It's, uh, just because she's traveled quite a ways and she does not take care of her belongings. <laughs> um, and, uh, her, her costume is, uh, is sort of a uh, a simple one, being that it is just her clan tartan uh, wrapped around whatever athletic wear that she happens to be wearing at the time. <laughs> nice.
0: Um, and what are your abilities?
4: Um, so she is uh, um superhumanly tough. The the, the bowl essentially gets uh, one power set, unlike a lot of the other playbooks. So she's superhumanly tough, incredibly strong, and uniquely skilled at fighting. Um, this all comes from her. Uh, her upbringing as a, a Highlander warrior, uh, and and the strong warrior culture that her her clan had. Right.
0: Um, and so, let's see. And I guess before we get into the mechanics, let's just look at the backstory. So everyone has a number of backstory questions. I'm just going to ask them in mm-hmm. order, if that's good with you. Totally works. <laughs> okay, so first off, who changed you?
4: Um, well, uh, it would... Be best to say that her, uh, her clan changed her. Uh, she, she was sort of, uh, hewn into this warrior through, uh, through rigorous drills and battle and, uh, sort of, uh, a, a more intense version of the Highland games. Mm. Um, so, which made her extremely good at picking up heavy things and throwing them very far. <laughs> <laughs> Love
3: blowing rot logs.
0: Okay. Um well, how did you escape from them? Uh as as you have commented, the bull playbook is kind of loaded in terms of its stuff. Yeah, it's um, basically
4: just Superboy from the nineties. And a little Logan, <laughs> arguably. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um but yeah, so it's how did fine. you escape? Um, so uh so uh, essentially, uh in in true heroic uh heroic fiction fashion, um there was a, a contest of, of might to send a warrior out in out of the uh the village, and uh she was forbidden from entering, and she entered anyways under a disguise and won. And uh and so with the clan head, her father being an honorable man, uh he he let her leave uh and, uh, One second, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Prince.
0: <laughs> oh, it's the dog. Uh,
3: dog.
2: Oh, I see. Sorry about that. Uh, My dog is squeaking a toy crab in the background. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes through in the recording, it's okay. uh, yeah. there's there's not a whole lot I can do about it. It's uh, okay. You might be able to hear him right now. <laughs> 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 it's so tail. Al, can you please help? <laughs> Just like put the crab somewhere else. (laughs) The the problem is he's realized that it gets uh, attention if he squeaks it a lot really fast. (laughs) 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 Uh, Maybe just uh, close the door or something. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, it's that's being taken care of.
0: Okay, but yes. <laughs> yeah, no. So okay. yeah, your father was an honorable man. So
4: yes, uh, her. Uh, so uh, Pate's father was an uh, an honorable man, and uh, though though it hurt him to to let her uh, leave through the mists, um, she took the uh, the raiment of of, uh, of her clan and uh, and headed out. Um, but uh, the the sort of the details of that uh, are related to the deal that that trap them in the mist to begin with.
0: I see. Okay. Um, Who outside the team tries to take care of you now?
4: Ooh. um,
0: I, okay, so if you don't have something on hand for that, I have something that I might might have for you at the end of the episode. If you have your own idea, that's fine, but I do have a backup.
4: um, I don't have a a solid one, but other than that, just a Uh, just a, someone in the hero community. Right, okay. That's it.
0: Well, related to that, why do you try to be a hero?
4: Um, she tries to be a hero because that's what the, the, uh, sort of her, her clan's uh, 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 honor system is all about. They were war heroes and then they became sort of protectors of their area, uh, from invaders and whatnot, and so they carried that tradition on even though they've sort of uh, disconnected from the rest of the the world.
0: Gotcha. Um, and all right, cool. There's that. And so for uh, labels, by default, you have danger plus two, freak plus one, savior minus one, superior plus one, and mundane minus one. What do you want to add a plus one to?
4: I'm going to add a plus one to freak.
0: All right, because you are a freak and you are a weirdo.
4: That's right. Uh, and uh, um, as always, she asks, "Show me where the freaks at." <laughs> um, that's a, it's an ancient Scottish uh, saying, <laughs> and
0: uh, you get to choose two moves. What do you want to get there?
4: So for her moves, um, since she is a, a a big tough dame who likes to throw stuff around, mm-hmm. um, it makes it makes sense for her to uh, to you know be a very fighty person, but obviously. In, in Big Gay Nerds history, and my short history with Big Gay Nerds, it is, I tend to play these big, tough, fighty types. So I want to try to move away from just being the strongest one in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so really it's going to be more like, uh, uh, her, instead of being physical, uh, her, her fighting prowess, it's more about her physical prowess. So, okay. uh, it's going to be, uh, physics, what physics? Oh. Which is, when you unleash your powers to barrel through an insurmountable barrier, roll plus damage instead of plus freak. Mm-hmm. So just, alright, yeah, plus danger instead of plus freak. Because um, her danger's high at 2, so I figure her freak's probably going to go down as she sort of gets to know people okay. more. Um, and then, uh, And then you've got a head you don't need. When you provoke someone with obvious uh, threats and shows of force, rolled plus danger instead of plus superior. Okay, cool. A high danger build, but uh, it makes sense for her to break through stuff and also piss people off.
0: If you were to say encounter a samurai on a bridge, you would have a lot of stuff to say to them.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially if that samurai is voiced by Phil Lamar. (laughs) Yeah. Where does he get off? Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Pete McLeod earlier? I meant she's actually her uh, last name is DiMaggio. And and her father, John, is a very strong worded man. Yeah, he
2: very famous for being both a dog and a robot. (laughs)
0: Um,. So, The Bull also has a neat mechanic called The Bull's Heart, where you have a love and a rival, because, um, oh, yeah. s- there's a lot of specific stuff about The Bull, but one thing I do appreciate is that it does acknowledge that these big punchy characters tend to also have, like, fraught personal relationships. Um, and so, you have a love and a rival, which you will pick from, uh, among your teammates, but I figure we save that in the end, because that's where the interpersonal stuff is going to really come oh, into play. Um, fun. Oh
3: my god. So, yeah.
0: uh, however, you do get to pick the role you want to commonly fulfill for your lover-rival, <clears throat> so what will that be?
4: Um, I think it will probably be Enabler. Oh. Ooh. When you provoke your lover-rival role plus danger, if you're trying to provoke them into rash or poorly thought-out action. Nice.
2: Oh, oh my god! This char- character is going to be fun. I'm terrified. And
0: so, um, next, the one other uh, core rulebook character we have uh, is played by Sarah. So Yay. hit us.
3: I am playing Juno Pereira, the Nova. Uh, her hero name is Starcross. Right. Um, nice. And so, she is a young Hispanic woman, like twenty. Um, who dresses? I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen. Um, <laughs> I guess the option was fashionable, but the better word is just athletic. It's mm. just a lot of like athleisure streetwear stuff, um, and her actual like, uh, I guess, fight costume is uh, like a. It's it's been designed. It, it's when we get to backstory, you'll you'll see. But um, she has like an actual. Superhero uniform with like a big, it's bright blue and and um, teal with a starburst pattern emblem on the chest. So.
2: It's very yeah. good, mm-hmm. thank you. It, very, it, it's very classic hero design. It went yeah, through like seven gorgeous. different
3: design iterations before I was pleased. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, that's what's up.
3: That's how it be. Yeah, um, her abilities are listed as gravity manipulation, but it's actually like gravity slash energy manipulation. Yeah um so So it's basically just huge bursts of energy
0: right um so the nova is sort of the the person who has a shit ton of power but also not necessarily a lot of control over that power um and um so what what's the general like gist you're getting at that like connects the gravity and energy for you
3: um, it is kind of, the the best way to describe it is like, like planetary, if that makes okay, sense. Yeah. Where it's like the, the core, like the core of a planet is right. both extremely hot and also, um, in, is like, plays a factor on gravity itself, you know? Gotcha.
0: Okay, cool. yeah, sure. That, that's very cool if it's the name and all that. Oh, yeah. Um, your, uh. Base labels. Let's just do that first this time because it's okay. quick. Our danger plus one, freak plus two, savor and superior both at zero and mundane minus one. What would you like to bump up?
3: Not too harsh on Joe's game, any, but I'm also going to bump uh freak up to two.
0: Okay. Uh, all right, that sounds good. Wait, hold. On. Um, your freak is already at two. Did I read that wrong? I might have read that wrong.
3: Oh, I bumped danger up to two. My oh, okay. bad. Excuse okay, excuse me. Danger game. I, I already had this filled out, so I forgot which I one was free at, <laughs> at was already at plus one, and which one was already at plus two.
0: Gotcha. And so, uh, for backstory, <laughs> when did you first use your powers?
3: Um. So within out like within hours of the accident, they gave it to her. Um, oh. There was an accident when she was eight. Her. Um, parents were both researchers at this place called Asterian Industries. Mm. Um, The whole place went super critical and was basically turned into a a crater. Mm. Um, And there was only one survivor. And that survivor was Juno, who was at basically the uh, epicenter of the explosion. Damn. So, um, like, I imagine within, like, an hour or two of the explosion, you know, you have this, like, freaked out eight-year-old who just starts incandescing until somebody (laughs) has to, like, sedate her for the safety of everyone around her.
0: Jeez. Gravity baby. (laughs) Yeah. Connected to that, who was the first person you accidentally hurt with your powers?
3: So, uh, at Asterion, there were two people put in charge of, um, her case or her thing. I don't know. Like the, I guess mm-hmm. the case is the best word to put it. Uh,
2: yeah, case is probably appropriate. Yeah.
3: So it's uh, one is Mina Rovenskaya. Um, so she was one of the researchers who kind of supervises everything going on with Juno. Um, and it was probably during some kind of like routine benchmark test within like six months of the incident that went completely haywire, and Mina uh, had to calm her down and probably took a couple of you know third degree burns in the process.
0: Nasty. Nasty. Mm. Uh, probably connected to that. Who outside the team helps you control your powers? Is that just what I already what you just said?
3: No, actually. Um, oh. The other one is the other lead member of the team, um, and the I actually just wrote this one out. So Adrian Zenobia is the other lead member of that team, who functions as her handler slash therapist slash primary mm. guardian after uh, Mina died last year. Oh, um, not related to. I see. Anything Juno did. Okay. Um, he's got, like, major Gendo Akari vibes. I think gotcha. one of you guys said that once. He's, like, very stern and unfriendly and uh, isn't terribly pleased with the idea of, like, setting Juno loose in the world.
0: I see. Um, Why do you continue to use your powers?
3: Uh, so Juno did has literally spent, like, the last 12 years um, in the custody of Astarion. uh and so she was like lived in the labs, and it's not like a bad or isolated way to grow up. It's, like she had access to the internet, um, all kinds of unique facilities that are disposable. Um, but she also had a lot of like a lot of researchers who think of her as like the department mascot or like a little sister kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them brought her a massive backlog of comics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. Oh boy. <laughs> that is so. okay.
0: You know what? I I know I was I said we were going to like do the world building stuff. Like not in this episode, but just mm-hmm. real quick, are comics here about the real life superheroes or are they about the fictional? One? Are they th- are there other fictional ones? I
3: think it's like a like a split down the middle. There there mm-hmm. are ones that are like are-
0: <laughs> Fiction and nonfiction superheroes. <laughs> yeah, <comics>.
3: exactly. Totally.
0: <laughs> I mean in in as as Jonx say, in yeah. comics, it tends to play out pretty similarly.
4: Um yeah. one of my one of my favorite motifs of DC comics is that they they always have alternate universes as comics in their regular world. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That's good. it's so if there's a Pirate Superman universe, there's a Pirate Superman comic. Okay. <laughs>
3: Then, yeah, it's totally like that, where she's got um, just tons of comics that one person brought her, and she's just like, well, this is one way to, you know, get out in the world.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. And uh, why do you care about the team?
3: Uh, Juno's never had any friends her own age before. Like I said, it's just (laughs) a a lot of scientists who are, like, way older than her and just think of her as, like, the cute, energetic kid that was always running around the labs and bothering them. Mm. So, like, you know... She's excited to have, like, friends.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Um, all right, so you get um, you get one move by default, which is burn. Um, would you just read out the description of that?
3: When you charge up your powers, roll plus conditions you currently have marked. On a hit, hold three burn. On a seven and nine, mark a condition. On a miss, hold two burn and mark three conditions. Yes. Spend your burn on your flares You lose all burn at the end of the scene
0: So she doesn't have to charge up To use her powers at all But she does have to do it If she wants these extra bonuses So mm-hmm. which four flares have you chosen?
3: Um, reality storm
0: Ooh. Uh,
3: you channel a destructive burst With your powers Spend one burn to directly engage a threat Using your powers rolling freak instead of danger If you do you will cause unwanted collateral damage Unless you spend another burn Oh, okay. Um, the second is shielding. You call up a fast protective shield to stop danger. Uh, spend one burn to defend someone else from immediate threat. Rolling freak instead of savior. Um, and then the other two are boost. Spend one burn to supercharge a teammate's efforts with your powers, giving Ooh. them a plus one bonus to their roll as if you had spent team from the pool.
0: Team is like a resource that you get to use to boost your stuff and it depends on how coordinated you are as a group which is fun Uh,
3: And the last one which sounds a lot like um, Gaze into the Abyss from Monster Hearts (laughs) is elemental awareness. Spend one burn and mark a condition to open your mind up to the world around you with your powers You can ask anyone question about the world around you and the GM will answer honestly
0: Cool, there's a lot of flavor there Yes Um, and then, of course, there's more questions we will be coming back to after. Um, the first, let's see. Okay, and so I believe the uh, next one from the expansions, this is from um, I believe the Unleashed uh, expansion book, is uh, Levi's character, The Innocent.
1: Ah, okay. So, you want me to read the write-up for right. it? Or um, you can if you it want.
0: Um, it's definitely a good way to explain the the pitch but you know whatever okay. like okay
1: so um so my character is Luke Byrne the innocent and the write up is time travel is great or so you thought until you landed in a strange new world a dark broken damaged dangerous adult version of yourself
0: hmm. not
1: what you would wanted to become the question is what are you going to do about it so uh luke is also from the distant past of 1992 <laughs> <laughs> um Loves Nirvana and is was extremely hyped for Sonic the Hedgehog two to come out, <laughs> so he could get some of that sweet blast processing.
2: <laughs> blast processing is ironically the name of another superhero. <laughs> <laughs> um. And his uh, his
1: hero name is uh, Photon Boy. He right. comes from a long line of uh, photon superheroes. By which there was, like, two before him. Like the, <laughs> so the uh, the the photon man that he studied under was the first photon boy, and there was, like, the original sort of J.
0: Jarek sort of... It's right. like a flash
1: situation. Right, thing. yeah. Gotcha.
0: Which is also um, how your abilities work, yes?
1: Yes, um, kind of. I've gone... The, the, the power sets you can choose are... There's, like, a few different ones that are cool. The one I've gone for is Energy Projection. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which uh, I've chosen to me Mostly has like um, Based on the name sort of like uh, Like light and Electricity based powers Cool. So he can Like turn His own mass into energy In order to move more quickly uh, It doesn't make him much Stronger but He can also like uh, shock people He can like travel through power lines cool. some, Sort of that Ooh. Uh, some, some of that stuff Nice. He's still getting a handle on all of it. It's, it seems kind of bullshit, but he doesn't know that much about science. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what's your look?
1: Um, let's see. I'll just go with a uh, man, white. I'm going with a uh, chipper face. He's a very hopeful guy with a lot of, uh, well, who had a lot of good stuff ahead of him. Um, he has old fashioned clothing in the sense that he likes uh, flannel and distressed jeans. <laughs> and uh, band t shirts from, you know, not, like, his favorite is, like, from Judas Priest's 1992 painkiller tour. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he zipped all the way over to Europe to, like, see it, like, four or five times. Wow. <laughs>
3: yes.
1: And, uh, I'm not sure which of these costume things really reflects i guess so, but basically he's sort of got like a he's got like goggles sort of like a headphone setup all of which sort of helps him you know when he's partially you know uh sense things when he's partially energy or moving at high speeds mm-hmm. he has a sort of i'm trying to think of the I guess sort of like a white leotard like mm-hmm. long like uh like, upper arm length, uh, gloves, hmm.
0: you know, tall boots, sort of H- whole deal. Gotcha.
1: And, um, uh, is that it for the look?
0: Yeah, that's it. Okay. So for labels, the base ones are Danger and Freak at zero, Savior plus one, Superior at minus one, and Mundane plus two. What do you want to boost? Um... That's a good question. I think I'll bump superior up to zero. All right. So, backstory. Who or what brought you to the present?
1: Hmm. So, I've been thinking about that a little bit. Um, I'm going to say he didn't originally go intentionally. Uh, Basically, uh, one of his legacies... uh, like sort of arch archvillains, Neutron oh. Came back to the past to take out You know, take him out before he got more in, You know, in tune with his powers Gotcha And so, you know, they Him and uh, a Photon Man You know, duked it out for a little bit And they wound up sort of in the present
0: Gotcha um, uh, When did you first meet your future self?
1: I'm going to say is when our team first came together.
0: Okay, <gasps> cool. How is your future self the embodiment of a future you never wanted?
1: Well, uh, Photon Boy, despite his uh, love for metal and grunge, is very sort of uh, innocent. He doesn't accept pragmatism as an excuse to like betray his morals. Yes! Yeah. So his... His uh, his present-day self is not is more of sort of like an anti-hero or not not quite Rorschach level, but more like that than mm. the sort right. of uh, superhero you'd want helping you.
0: Yeah, so like probably classified as a villain, right? Yeah. So,
1: but the sort of villain who like is doing what in their you know own set of like ideals is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It just uh, the ends justify the means, right. and the ends are not anybody else's ends.
0: Gotcha. Uh,
4: almost an anti <sighs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: Sort of like a I don't know Red
0: Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Anything else about the future self you want to talk about, or save that for later? Later. Okay. Um. What is your favorite part of life in the future, and your least favorite part?
1: Uh, So his uh, favorite part is absolutely the music. There's a whole new metal. (laughs) But But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. He he loves the, you know, the media mostly. Oh, that's pretty dope. Uh, his least favorite part is that he has to relearn how all of the electronics work <laughs> and also people think that he's corny <laughs> it's
2: like damn people be on their phones yeah.
1: like, like, he'll, he'll say something is radical and other people like think that he's joking and he's like no this is uh, tubular as shit
3: <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not being ironic fuck you
0: <laughs> why are you determined to stay in the present with this team um,
1: basically, he thinks that he has to deal with his future self, that it's his uh, responsibility. Mm. Plus, you know, he likes likes all the friends he made without, yeah. uh, like, a Photon Man sort of keeping him under his thumb.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. And so, what now, do...
1: Now, Photon Man is too old to give me shit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
0: he retired. Uh, so, um... Oh, what moves are you taking?
1: Hmm. Alright, so one that makes sense to me is, what's this thing? Mm. Which is, when you ask for someone else's guidance on the modern world, they must tell you what they think you should do or how you should act. If you act that way, clear conditions, shift mundane up, and any other label down. If you act that way and it goes poorly, mark potential. And that poten-
0: all sounds hilarious to me. Yeah, and also potential is experience. Okay, cool.
2: Much like Monster Hearts, you get five of it and then you mark an advance. Yay! And once you've marked five advances, you can pick from uh, the equivalent of a season finale move, but it's not strictly a season finale move.
0: Yeah. Um, and what's the other one going for?
1: Hmm. Okay, I'll go with uh, Growing into Power. When you unleash your powers to something you your future self can do, mark a condition to roll Savior instead of Freak. Ooh. Cool.
0: Uh, you also have a neat thing called your future self, um, which basically means, um, oh yeah, actually, there is a, there's a step, um, so would you mind reading, uh, the your future self write-up real quick?
1: Yes. Your future self is out there, an important figure in Halcyon City and the world beyond, and everything you hoped you'd never be. But finding out how they became who they are may be all it takes to push you along a similar path. Pick one step of your future self's path that you already know about and circle it.
0: And there's a number yeah. of events here. Uh, do you have yeah, one? Yeah, there's like eight of them.
1: I'll, I'm going to pick they betrayed ah. a close friend or ally, mm. which will be Photon uh, Man.
0: Makes sense. Um, and so when you learn of another step of your future self's path, circle it. You can have a most five steps circled. When you undergo an experience that echoes one of the above, your call, strike it out. And when you strike out a circled step or circle a struck out step... Um, choose one of the following, and you can basically um, change your move options to be more, like, antagonistic. Ooh. And if you, if you fill them all up, you become an NPC antagonist. Um, <gasps> Man. So, doing yeah. A, oh, doing fuck a yeah. Sarah
3: move. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, better, you better watch yourself. This is also interesting to me because it's kind of Mark in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, instead of starting out as someone who, my is...
2: God, Photon Boys become a villain! Yeah. yeah,
1: after Mark and Luke, I just gotta do uh, Matthew and John.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, then... And after John, you have Paul, George, and Ringo. <laughs> it circles back around. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Alright and As we all know, Ringo's one of the four disciples. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, oh, Matthew no, no. Mark, no. John and the rest of those weirdo dudes. The
3: gospel of Ringo.
0: <laughs> Alright, and so now, cool. um last but not least, uh we got Saturn. What you playing?
2: I'm playing the Brain. All right, The Brain has a a, a pretty moody uh write up, but we'll see if that ends up how how much it ends up <laughs> staying true. You've always been the smartest kid in the room. Your inventions are world-class, your tactical plans are flawless, and your mind is a steel-trap memory palace of extraordinary ideas. If only the others knew how sometimes none of that seems to matter. None of that keeps the shadows at bay.
3: None of that can
2: make up for what you did, or might do. So, I'm playing the brain. A hero name: The Pink Panzer. Uh, real name is Charlie, and they will not give you their full name, even if you ask nicely. Uh, someone said they're not allowed to. Um, as far as the, uh, well, I guess you, you should be asking the questions. So, where do you want okay, to Okay, yeah, let's back? just start with the look. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, so as far as the look goes, some of you might have seen this, because I've posted art of him. Um, it's your he Discord really... avatar. <laughs> well, not you, I mean the audience. The audience, doesn't have... the audience might have seen my Discord avatar, depending if they're in the cool person Discord server <laughs> or not. Um, but uh, the thing is about uh, the Pink Panzer is that he has a completely robotic body. He sort of my touchstone for him is sort of like he looks a bit like uh Ironheart but if Ironheart's uh instead of having a mask uh had a CRT monitor for a head that had like cat ears and a, and a cute uh little uh bracket colon 3 face on the front of it. Um obviously as far as the other book stuff goes, they don't you it it can be there's not a visibly identifiable uh ethnicity. They're a white person, but you wouldn't know it on account of the uh fully robot body. Um no costume uh, because their robot body is a robot body. They don't really need one, though. They are known to sometimes wear vintage clothing uh because of reasons that I don't think they would actually be public knowledge. Now that I think about it. All right, we'll get to it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. We're <laughs> working so on it. The neat
0: thing about the genius is that the genius by default doesn't have any powers of their own. Um, however, you get you can basically whip out inventions and all that sort of thing. And you're best known for one particular one, which I believe um, is your body, yes?
2: Yes, the the, the power armor or cyborg body. Mm-hmm. I guess prosthetic self-altering limbs would also count, but it's one of those two. Yeah, so let's very briefly...
0: Um, so, obviously being able to, like, pull inventions out of your ass gives you a lot of flexibility. So here and now, let's, like, briefly... What do you think your body is capable of?
2: Um, I, my my sort of uh, thought is that it's kind of like a shittier Iron Man suit, mm. is my thought. <laughs> so, like, it has a lot of mobility options and like some uh, like some very like uh minor weaponry, but for the most part, it's just sort of the durability and the mobility that makes it uh usable. Gotcha. And even then, like. It's not that durable. <laughs> gotcha.
0: All right. So uh, your labels are Danger and Freak at zero, Savior at plus one, Superior at plus two, and Mundane at minus one. What do you want to boost?
2: I'm going to bump Savior one, because I think Pippa is a good
0: boy. Okay. Um, and so backstory. How did you first reveal your genius to friends or family?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, back when Pippa was still human, because he used to not be uh, a robot, he used to be a normal human boy, Uh, first reveals genius to his family, uh, when he made a personal computer out of the family TV (laughs) and his dad's ham radio parts when he was four years old. (laughs) Uh, So he's, so he's always been kind of a, uh, loose cannon in that regard. Gotcha. Why did you
0: decide to use your intellect for the benefit of others?
2: Well, as far as, uh, Pippa goes in the here and now, like, they took care of all their problems. They, when they were, you know, human, they had this, kind of busted up body that was made things very difficult for them and they had this this ambition to replace it with a cool metal body so they could live their life better and that's taken care of so (laughs) hey may as well spread the love around all right
0: (laughs) what accident
2: or misfire taught you some sense of humility or responsibility the misfires. misfires, uh, he learned a lot when he tried to make a hover car in the family driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fire department also learned a lot, like how uh, Mr. Cool Ice couldn't quite outfreeze a rocket fuel fire, Well, I'm- and uh, they had to move to a different neighborhood after that.
0: I'm glad that Mr. Cool Ice is the first hero added to our little pantheon. <laughs> yeah. Um, He has ice powers. That's
2: why he's got all those tattoos.
0: (laughs) Tattoos.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah. What helped you realize you need other people?
2: Uh, The person who helped me realize I need other people was myself. It's a long story. Uh, We'll get there. (laughs) All right. Um, And uh, why do you care about the team? I care about. Hippo cares about the team because they're the first people who made him feel like he's just another one of the guys and not like a fucking weirdo. Alright. So uh, the sense of belonging is a way that he will ride for as long as he possibly can. Gotcha. Yes.
0: So you get to choose three brain moves, which is a great word now that I say it loud brain <laughs> yeah. moves. I'm doing some brain moves. Working uh, so on the some first... brain moves. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nice <laughs> move. Um so the first one I'm gonna take is logical angle, which is when you comfort or support someone by rationally pointing out their mistakes oh. so they can do better next no. time. Uh roll plus superior instead of mundane. This doesn't sound helpful. Uh, if, If they don't open up to you, mark a condition. Um, And I I think Pippa is someone who doesn't necessarily have a particularly well-honed social instinct. So that's probably something they do even non-maliciously. The second is that I'm going to pick Always Prepared. Uh, When you have a chance to restock your supplies, you can hold up to two gadgets. When you unleash your powers by producing a brand new minor invention or gadget from your supply, spend one gadget and roll plus superior. When you reach zero gadgets, mark a good niche.
0: I really like that because I have a feeling that a lot of these gadgets are going to be built into your body.
2: Mm. Yes, nice, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, my my uh, yeah. my guiding. I say my guiding principle for anything that I have Pippa do is that nof- I am not allowed to produce anything that they couldn't have stowed somewhere in their mind. <laughs> That's so good. Or doesn't, like, just immediately emit from them. Um, the last move I'm gonna pick is. Yeah, let's go with Above the Fray. Ooh. When you enter battle as a team against a dangerous foe, if you have influence over the leader and provide tactical input, add one team to the pool. When you contradict the leader during battle, you can return influence over the leader to add an additional team to the pool. Oh, that's
0: cool. There's some dynamics mm-hmm. there. Um, so one of the thing about um, about the teamwork thing is that when you go into battle, um, you one way to get a teamwork point is if you choose a leader. Um, so that's cool. But if your character is like, aren't in a position to agree about who's in charge you don't get that tactical advantage which i really like yeah
2: and and the thing about the brain that's fun is i might take another other move mission debrief later but the brain has a lot of moves that are specifically like letting other people be the leader and then basically fucking it up and still having the bonus (laughs) so like lording your uh your intellect over other people, basically. <laughs> gotcha. So, that, I might take that other move later. We'll see. All right. And so, uh, one last thing. Talk about your shame. Ooh. So, the brain has a shame. Oh because you got a shame brain. Uh, you have a deep and abiding sense of guilt for something you've created or had a hand in creating. It could have been something you invented when you first came into your genius, or something set into motion that you no longer have the power to stop. It may even be something beyond your ability to achieve again. A once-in-a-lifetime creation. Just as you're a world-class intellect, your shame is a world-class problem. Whatever the case may be, your role in its creation is not publicly known. Yet. Mm. So, here's where we get to the thing with Pippa. Mm. Is I mentioned that they were, you know, used to be a human. Um, what is probably known about Pippa is that he, at one point when he was human, got a brain scan. And he was able to turn that brain scan into a robot that has that is like a perfect recreation of him. And ostensibly is him. The thing is, this brain scan happened sometime in the mid 80s. Oh boy. And the man Pippa, uh, is from has been busy in that time frame working to perfect this, uh, special kind of technology. Uh, and this man, who's, uh, a villain by the name of Panther Faust, uh, <laughs> made a series of about eight other uh, horrible robotic creations that are uh, world-class dangers uh, before actually perfecting his science and arriving on Pippa, who is frail and weak, but actually a good recreation of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem that Pippa has, aside from their shame, his shame being a catastrophic weapon, or eight of them, uh, is that he also does – he's not the same person. He is that person about 20, and they're, you know, older – they're in their 50s or 60s or whatever at this point. And Pippa does not know how the fuck these other uh, earlier models were made or what to do about them. Mm. And so uh, Pippa is just trying to become a better hero and a smarter person <laughs> so that maybe they can stop the uh, horrible uh, reality-eating robots and giant Metal Gears from destroying the world. <laughs> and maybe, you know, earn some uh, some... What's the word here? Some, uh. Kudos? Not forgiveness, but. Not, no, not forgiveness, but, uh. Redemption? Forgiveness, yeah, redemption for, uh, the horrible villain fuck ups of their me self. Okay. Oh, awesome. Nice.
0: Um, and so, uh, in addition to all that cool stuff, when you're confronted with your shame, either mark a condition or shift a period down and danger up. If your shame is NPC, they can never lose influence over you. Um, at the end of every session, answer the question, did you take steps to make amends for your shame? And uh, if the answer is yes, mark potential. If it's no, give influence to one of your teammates.
3: Oh boy. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So you can just guilt trip the hell out of Pippa for not
2: (laughs) (laughs) fixing the situation. I
0: don't
3: want to be that kind of hero.
2: I I would say the other thing is, Pippa doesn't give their full name because it would immediately uh, tell someone uh, who it is they are, which is a problem because they're not... uh, their their progenitor is kind of like big supervillain territory. Oh, I see. So hmm. they haven't been on the they haven't been on the field or in the, the public or in the eye of the the public or hero community for a couple of years now since Pippa, you know, sprung into being Pippa. Right. Uh but yeah, they're still a known quantity. <laughs> gotcha. Okay.
0: So now we are going to whoop whoop whoop, whoop backtrack to the interconnecting parts of things. Mm. Um Whoa. Um, you know what? Okay, so I'm doing this in a couple of steps, I realize. This is maybe the most ungainly way we could have done this. It's okay. Um, first we're going to go over, um, relationships and influence. So all of you on your sheets, you should have a thing. Um, this is similar to, like, distributing strings in Monster Hearts, except influence is a binary thing. You either have it or you don't. It's not something you can stack up. So you're going to have, um... Like, I believe everyone has two sentences with a blank left, and you're going to fill in one of, uh, your teammates in each of them. And let's just do it in the same order as before, and especially because the bull selection is maybe mm-hmm. the best.
3: Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so. Oh, God, uh, that's right.
4: <laughs> so, under relationships I have, uh, the first is, blank is your love, uh, you've opened up to them about the worst parts of your past and uh mm. i think i'm going to put photon boy there oh no <laughs> oh no? Okay,
1: no, no no um cuz uh... <laughs> i'm sorry don't take that don't take that hard. it's
2: just
4: photon boy for real <laughs> well, we
2: we know how we know how levi's pcs end up with uh, their romantic relations yeah, I'm so sorry
4: so. <laughs> well well here's the thing um they're the only two that wear flannel and so <laughs> Oh, what tartan is that? It's like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just it just worked out. Um, that they they uh, that, uh Pate found herself sort of drawn uh, to uh, Photon Boys, maybe uh, more maudlin, edgy, grungy uh, uh, persona. <laughs> and so uh, she opened up uh, about the worst parts of her past and the sort of the uh, the the terror that that faced her in the mists. Um, and uh, the second relationship is blank is your rival. They tried to control you at a crucial moment. Mm. And uh, following following Pink Panzer uh, as a scripter, I think it only fits to put Pink yeah. Panzer as the rival. It uh, only it makes, though, sense. The yeah, control, the makes brain so sense. You
0: are you are from like. The fucking Bronze Age, and this talking <laughs> pile of, like,
2: metal is, like, sh- <laughs> like this iMac G3 with legs. Nice. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know if you'd thrown that three degrees to the left? Yeah, like, no. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not.
0: Yeah, what the fuck is a degree? Get the hell also, out of that, here. Also,
3: that's so incredibly, that is so incredibly comic book to have, like, the... the the tanky character and the brain character via mm-hmm. yeah. each other's throats. Oh. It makes sure. perfect
0: sense. Oh, immaculate. Um, and there's also influence, which is, uh, you do not have to make any choices there, but just um, write it down and let us know what it is.
4: Right, so for influence, it's, um, you're selective about who you let in, give your love and rival influence over you, but that's it.
0: Okay, yeah. so both of, uh, so Pippa and Photon Boy can both write down that they've got influence over, uh, over Pate, Over Pete. Pate. Pate. P-A-T-E. Pate. Pate. Okay, cool. Um, next up, the Nova. Yes. Hold on one moment. Uh, yeah, so what are your relationships?
3: Um, the It's either who you hang out with or who you hurt. So, um, you hang out all the time with... Uh, now that I've hurt everybody, that's like the hard part. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna go with you hang all hang out all the time with uh with Pate to blow off steam. Hell yeah. Because they're both kind of like, you know, obviously Juno is another like degree of of not necessarily car throwing, but it is fun <laughs> to throw cars or boulders and then shoot them out of the sky.
2: Uh, <laughs> with energy. Sometimes you gotta ski shoot a jumped car with a magma blast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? There's
3: rules. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then I think uh, you once hurt, probably Luke when you lost control of your powers once. Oh no! Oh, sorry. Oh no. That's
1: all right. <laughs>
3: uh, and then uh, for chill. influence, oh. it's choose your demeanor. And there's two, and this one is probably the easiest choice it's ever been uh, mm-hmm. for a game. So choose your demeanor. Happy facade. If you choose happy facade, give influence to three teammates, which means you all have influence over me.
0: Yay! Oh, okay. oh, no. oh. Oh, wow! Yeah, everyone uh, write that one down. Um, now, uh, the innocent would come next. What's your relationships?
1: Okay. Let's see. So, first is Blank is helping me understand this weirdo future. I follow their lead. Um, I feel like the funniest <laughs> option is Pink <laughs> Panzer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, man, I, was robots saying, are
1: real.
2: I was just I was just, I meant to mention this, but I feel like unlike uh unlike uh Photon Boy, Pink Panzer Pink Panzer probably has adapted pretty well to the future because they were kind of expecting a lot of this shit to happen already just there uh, you know, several decades earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I think part of their thing is after the brain scan is they went on to help uh, turn the ARPANET into the internet as it gives you an idea of what their skill sets are <laughs> so.
1: so, but also Juno
2: seems like the most normal so hey whichever
3: <laughs> I think, I think uh, the Pippa one is
1: really funny I, I, yeah
2: okay I, I'll I do that then I think they are approximately equal choices because you have either a very well-adapted time traveler from a further back past than your own, or the uh, laboratory shutdown. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes Who's, sense.
3: Who knows most of her interactions with, like, the real world via Twitter, which... You, mm. you mean you don't want to pick the
4: Highlands <laughs> oh, weirdo who no. done here a month ago? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the other one is I saved someone important to blank. They're now my biggest defender. Um...
0: I'll take volunteers for that, honestly. Uh... Juno has the like the one like listed civilian friend. Well not right. friend, but you know person. Yeah,
1: that's, that's true. true.
2: Uh, yeah, probably Juno. Yeah, I don't have anyone. Good. Yeah. I don't have anyone specific for Pippa, even though I'm sure there's people in Pippa's life. Just uh, you know, I haven't thought of it. <laughs> okay. So that's... that can, that can come up in play. Was ninety two before
0: um uh, Evangelion got to the US before the dubs came sure. out? Well, then yes. you, you wouldn't I, I, even know Evangelion who- Evangelion
2: was made in, uh, 96. Okay, okay, then,
0: so you would not know who De- Gendo Akari is and you'd feel <laughs> no perfectly idea. safe saving his life.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
2: then, um- I think the
3: thing he does when he folds his hands across his face is cool.
2: <laughs> um, Did you see the weird flare thing he does with his glasses? That's wild. It's <laughs> that symbol on the ground. <laughs> um, so he keeps telling me to get in the robot. I don't like. I don't. I don't like Pippo like that. Jeez.
0: Okay. So what's your influence? What's your influence situation?
2: Oh boy. Uh, I'm
1: sorry. Hold on.
0: Influence.
1: <laughs> she, give influence over you to two teammates. Um, I feel like uh, Pink Panzer is an obvious one since I'm relying on them to sort of help me out, and and Pate, because uh, she, seem, she seems nice and cool, you know. i <laughs> <laughs> cute, but he wouldn't say it.
2: Oh. She's got big muscles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, how about uh, the brain?
2: Okay, so the brain's relationships. You told Blink about your shame and asked them for their confidence. Ooh. That's wow. an interesting um, one. So, of this one, I had to think about it a bit, and I think they probably told Photon Boy. Oh. Uh, because Photon Boy is a fellow time traveler who has anxieties about his relationship with himself. Yeah. Uh so like I think it's just like less of a trust thing and more of a hey, uh you already have like half of this figured out, so <laughs> let me just run the rest of this by you. Um and the second one is you wish you could be a better hero, more like blank. And uh I'll be honest. I don't really know for that because Mm. then my two other options are both uh, the uh, insanely destructive hotheads, and I don't know uh, (laughs) what. Well, I don't don't know. I don't know which Pippa would find more inspiring to goodness. If you like,
0: (laughs) if you like secretly admire, um, Pate in a way that is like, even though she sees you as her rival, that could be very interesting.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Mm Hmm.
4: Hmm. She is extremely straightforward. Yeah.
2: I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. So Pippa wishes he could be a better hero, more like, uh, more like uh, Pate. Okay. And influence. Are you? I keep wanting to call Pate Highlander too.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That is something we could get to, Um, um, you know, in this recording if we'd like. But uh, that's just a notion from earlier. (laughs)
2: Um. Influence, you need these people as much as they need you. Give influence to two of your teammates. Um, for this one, I think it's going to be, uh, obviously, Pate, and I think I'm going to give it to Starcross But for the second one. okay, Just to keep things even, Stevens.
0: And now, okay, now we're backing <laughs> up one more time um, for some more questions. So here's one of my favorite things. When I first saw this being pitched via, like, Kickstarter video, this was one of the things that, like was the most, like, the biggest hook to me. Um, As part of character creation, um, basically, this is all set, as some of these questions have implied, you guys have been hanging out and fighting crime for a little bit. Um, We could say, like, maybe a couple weeks or something like that. Um, However, there was one big event that brought you all together in the first place. And each of you gets to answer a question about that. Um, and uh, I know we do like a lot of, you know, back and forths in this thing. But mm-hmm. basically, um, though I am retaining a certain degree of veto power as the Master of Ceremonies, <laughs> um, basically, like, you've got complete freedom to fill in these things. Oh, boy. Okay. And So
2: is, is part of asking these questions actually figuring out what the event was? Or is that something you're going to spring on this? Um, because uh, my a, question isn't super relevant to that, if so.
0: Uh, well, but. the first uh, the first question is. So let me just pull up the thing where I've got all of them. So first off, to the bull, and these are in fact written in such a way that uh, it makes more sense if you do do them in order. So gotcha. Okay. Pate, we destroyed. We defeated a dangerous enemy. Who or what was it?
4: Oh, oh gosh. Mm. Um, part of me wants to. Uh, so I don't know any of the other questions, obviously. Uh, uh, Armie wants to say it was Photon Man. Like, mm. the bad one. Oh, okay. Oh, like we
3: fought him once before?
4: Like that's... Yeah, like okay. that is the... the. Uh, Maybe this is a
1: good time to spring this then. Hold on. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, dear. Um, okay, Yeah. so I'm going to take a picture of a drawing I made of the current version. Ooh. <gasps> if I can figure out my phone here. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
0: I've been holding this in for a while.
1: How dare you? fun. I'm so
0: afraid.
3: <gasps>
1: okay. So, oh in modern God. day, oh
3: God, yeah. we
1: have uh, Lady Photon.
4: Thank then, God. Then oh, I, yes. Excellent. Magnificent. Case, let, me, uh, let me amend this. Lady Photon.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I had not seen this picture. Like, Damn, I, she's looking. I've been good. doing
1: it during recording because that's a good way to channel my otherwise nervous ticks. Mm.
0: Oh, I have
1: to be doing something with my hands. Oh, my God, oh man, so oh, she's great.
0: Yes, this is a okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, so, um, th- so that's you want to stick with that then? I think, Now it does say defeated so. oh, is the thing.
4: Well, I'm when it comes to defeat that can that can easily just be like i'll get you next time as they're flying away or whatever
2: okay okay well i think with and well uh, so my confusion with is with the innocent is how much is lady photon like involved in uh, the photon boys day to day like are they just is it are, is she an influence that comes by here and there when it's like dramatically convenient or is she like a constant presence she like I figure it can get played a couple ways, but I think it's
0: most dramatically significant if she is just out in the world being like an antagonistic force. And like she is going to.
1: It says that your future self is out there, an important figure in Halcyon City and beyond. Yeah.
2: Cool.
0: Okay. Um, One thing I had in mind um, so, like, given that like speed and mobility is an important part Mm -hmm. of this character, I was thinking that maybe like your more powered up version, one of the reasons that like. Um, she is neither behind bars nor just like running the show. Is that like she can just be anywhere in the world? Mm-hmm. Ooh,
4: yeah, that is cool.
0: Um, okay, so there's that. Um, now here's another good one. The one from the Nova is very good. Yes. We destroyed our surroundings in the fight. <laughs> Where was it, and what did we destroy? <laughs> oh, I
3: know. This is such a good question. Um, oh man. My, like, immediate impulse when I saw this question was that it was, like, (laughs) just for the biggest splash on the news, um, it was, like, Halcyon City's, like, big football stadium or
0: something.
3: Oh, shit. Like, a massive sports stadium.
0: Cool. Oh, okay, what's the name, what's the name of the football team?
3: Oh, my god, um...
2: And this is- what are the birds in the Halcyon story? Because I feel like that's the most direct one. Oh, yeah, it's the Kingfisher. Yeah, the Halcyon Kingfishers. Oh, absolutely oh hell it. yes.
3: Yeah, yeah absolutely, that's- the Halcyon Kingfishers.
2: Man, the
0: Kingfisher is a fantastic name for a bird. Why aren't more sports names naming themselves after that? I don't
3: know. <laughs> they had uh, all the things that just like Falcon. Get creative.
2: Yeah. Um, Bitch, I've seen a Falcon. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what a Kingfisher looks like. I think it's got a beak. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Their mascot <laughs> a kingfisher looks like. Their
4: mascot is a bird with a crown and a fishing pole. Because <laughs> they, they don't know either. They're just like, yeah.
0: They're cool little guys. They, like, hang out at streams, yeah, like and these. they, like, they've got long bills. Um, let me... They just dive
1: into streams
0: and catch fish,
1: apparently.
2: Yeah. Well, I, guess I can see why they're kingfishers. Like, there you go. Yeah.
3: But yeah, no, it was like, and it was probably like brand new. Now that I'm
1: thinking
2: about <laughs> yeah. it, yeah, <more. laughs>
3: it was like brand new. It had like a finally dome. the football
1: team can stop playing
2: in the, in the old, <laughs> in like the old
3: one from like the like the 80s. You
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> it was taxpayers <laughs> just shelled out like a quarter of a billion yeah. dollars for the it, new <laughs> for the new field. It had yeah, yeah. a dome Oh, they're cool. And it was
3: just so nice and.
2: All the things already got football colors too. Look at it, blue and orange. It's perfect,
3: ideal for a football team. We love it.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, that's it. And now it is but dust.
3: Now it is Uh. but
0: dust. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, then. So uh, the innocent. Um, might turn out to be a little bit redundant with the first one, unfortunately. Sorry. But, um My future self was involved oh. and I tried to stop them. It took the rest of the team to help me succeed. Oh my How goodness. did we stymie my future self's plans? So I think what the thing is important to answer here is, like, what was she trying to do? And maybe what, what did you do to defeat her?
1: Hmm. So...
2: She's trying to speed her on Sonic too. <laughs> well no, that's that's cool
1: as hell. Okay. <laughs> Why would we, how would
3: we stop that?
4: Uh uh-huh, She's trying so, to like, I've discovered a new kind football. of speed. Okay.
1: So maybe I'm thinking that at the like the opening ceremony for the stadium, there's you got this like real scumbag local politician
0: mm. that,
1: you know, maybe some people think the world would be better off without them.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Oh, I see and and, so and- <laughs> we uh we prevent them from
1: being uh, assassinated.
0: All right, but in Damn. the process you did destroy. He was probably <laughs> really pissed off about the football field more so than than not getting murked.
2: Yeah, He's like do you have any palms I had to grease to get this goddamn stadium built? He he's mad because he was hiding all of his illicit money in the walls that you blew up yeah. They just uh, all turned uh, to smoke. I have no idea how there's money works. in the banana stand, Michael.
0: <laughs> and then uh, this is one I really like uh, for the brain. I created something lasting and beneficial for the whole team. What was it?
2: This one I've had I've been trying to think about because it's the one that is the least like immediately obviously connected to the stuff that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Um but what I think happened is uh I think there was at least part of well hmm. cuz what I think happens is uh at least as far as like the narrative of it is that Pippa took some uh technology that was in the football stadium and and adapted it for a different purpose. My instinct is that he might have stolen the the team the team bus yeah. and turned it into a transport oh for the God. for for the heroes. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent on that. You could have um. um y- <laughs> this seems like it did could lead to, to the
3: Jumbotron.
0: I was gu- like, this could lead to like some real contention. But um, you could have like built a you could have like built a base on the land.
4: <laughs> oh my fucking god. On. So, uh.
1: So, uh, this
0: is a zone for
1: gathering, huh?
0: Like the mighty ducks!
2: <laughs> god. Okay, the yes, no, it's that. It, yes, like the cartoon one,
1: because
0: they've got the base.
2: They <laughs> no, use okay. their hockey well, money. I've never to...
1: seen any of the movies, so I didn't know if maybe the children. <laughs> they're nothing It's
2: totally. Maybe
4: it's totally that, where.
2: what happened is the mayor was upset about the football stadium being destroyed and Pippa used his knowledge of local zoning laws to blackmail the mayor into giving them the football stadium. (laughs) So, oh, that's One week very there was the smoking
4: oh, crater where the football stadium was, and now there's just like a nice, shiny new building unrelated to anyone else's thing. It's just <laughs> right. so...
2: No, no, here's the thing. Part of the agreement is that the Kingfishers are still allowed to play oh, there. They're yeah. still fishing <laughs> <hunching> the stadium. <laughs> so there's going be, to be
4: hunky
1: football players around. It's,
2: um, it's like that one fucking building in Toronto that was like the Olympics uh, stadium that has the big, horrible tower.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, oh my god, what's it called? Uh. Is it the CT Stadium or something like that? Uh um, maybe. It's um for anyone who's played Deus Ex Human Revolution, <laughs> God. uh it is the uh the level where the news agency is is based on that, where it's this giant structure that is built into a fucking uh, Olympics theater oh my God. or Olympic Stadium it's for totally some like reason. That. And it's that situation where it's like there's a base for the crew that is just sort of jutting out of this uh football oh stadium <laughs> that's that uh,
0: is Buckwild. All so, right.
1: So there has we have to have a J Jonah Jameson type who can like considers us a menace to society.
0: Right? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. So like uh, you know <clears throat> what? I'm going to go I'm going to read some of like the base um hold on. There are some like base assumptions uh for masks in terms of like your starting point. Which oh, I'm going um, to see if I can find this And it's like everything we've already said is like well within it I'm just trying, I just wanna
2: While, while you're looking it up, what I'm thinking of is called the Rogers Center Which is a, a giant, it's, a, it's the first stadium to have a completely retractable mechanical roof But it also has a giant 348 room hotel attached cool. to it Yes,
3: <laughs> excellent
2: So we basically have the equivalent of the hotel building Except we've turned it into the fucking whatever <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay, so the basic things are the team are, you all choose to be here, you aren't killers, you aren't illegal or openly hunted yet... Yeah. Um, and also, I, <laughs> I do like, like this. That option of your team might technically be illegal, depending on the specifics specifics of how superhuman teams are created in your version of Halcyon City. Mm. I've sort of been wondering about that. If you need like a license or something, mm. and I do have a proposal, I'll put forward once I'm done with this. Um, and you aren't beloved. So basically, there there are definitely people who are going to be fans of you and people who are going to hate you, but there is no strong opinion dominating everything. In fact, you're kind of nobodies is the thing. Mm. This is a world where like a stadium being blown up and then it gets built up and there's like a super base built into it. That is not that's
2: that doesn't make the news. Yeah,
0: well, it it does, but it's something it just that gets
2: you... pushed out real quick.
0: Yeah, because because like immediately after that, there is like some kind of like superpower caveman showing up sure. and causing trouble. Um, He's
2: putting sheriffs
0: in old ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so okay, so here's my theory. I've been thinking about your characters and France. how. <laughs> He came into my room and barked at me. I think some are nerds.
3: You, t- you took my squeaky crab. I don't
2: even have a squeak. Oh, I have one of his squeaky
0: <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Okay, so um, I've been thinking about how all of your characters are... It's interesting to me because Masks is set up so that a bunch of the uh, concepts sort of tie into the idea of like being part of like a legacy or something. Mm. Um, but you're all a little bit displaced you know Mm -hmm. like three of you are from a different like time realm and one of you is an orphan who has been like in the the, like corporate custody for most of her life Mm -hmm. um and so um i had this idea that maybe I don't know exactly what organization this be a part of because I have a because vi- there is Aegis and I am keeping the name of like the main of like the big superhero team that they use in the masks books which is the exemplars mm. um, okay. so I'm thinking mm. that what if there's some kind of organization attached to those or incorporated into those that is sort of like superhero community outreach and so what if... You are like, sort of recognized by them as like
2: um, a team for like at-risk youths.
0: Oh my gosh! Which I, is I love
2: I love the 2015 visual novel We Know the Devil, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, uh, like I mean, like I don't know where some of you guys are living. Um, right. So the, the idea stadium. is that maybe there is like a like a like a superhero like social worker who is like checking well, in on you say, guys, making sure mm, you're all right, something mm, like that. Do you like this, the sound of that, or you'd rather be more outside yes. the oh, system? I yeah. Okay.
2: Um, this tracks with what I was thinking of for Pippa because Pippa's problem is that they're you know twenty. Um, But also completely temporarily displaced mm-hmm. from everyone they ever knew. Right. And also known to be an alternate ego. But known by certain people to be an alternate ego of, like, a horrible supervillain. So they probably have some kind of uh, handler or monitoring situation, mm-hmm. I right. guess. And so. this
0: could have been even, like, how you guys were, like, introduced to each other before you, like, actually came together as a team. Right. Maybe you didn't, like, like each other before you got into that fight with Lady Photon.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I say depending depending on the character, it sounds like some of us still don't really like each other that much. And
0: um, and also not that this would be like as important as all the other stuff, but also maybe part of the reason that you specific guys were chosen to hang out with is like you all might like I don't know how open uh, you are, but like you're you're all. Due to the nature of our podcast, there's certain implicit things about our characters, but, like, (laughs) are
2: you all openly not straight? Pippa definitely is, like, definitely openly bisexual, for sure.
3: Um, I don't think Judo even... I mean, she's obviously bisexual, but, I mean, like, you know, she's probably been out in the world for, like, six months
2: I get she's, you she's only <laughs> I was going to say, her, her social upbringing is one where it's completely normal for people to list uh, pronouns and uh, yeah. and uh, sexual orientation in their uh, Twitter profiles right. <laughs> so, Yeah,
3: that's true
0: I don't know about Photon Boy, because we know, like, we know the thing about Photon Boy, but obviously yeah. because they're still going by Photon Boy
1: Yeah, is he's, he's very conflicted, he doesn't like this uh, whole future business
4: Gotcha Okay, and, and so, uh, as for Pate, um, you know, uh, th- she sort of falls under the "ancient times, modern problems don't matter" thing. Gotcha. Okay, so, so she is as as gay as Wonder Woman is. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so it's possible. So, like, you know, I don't know how much like we want to sort of push at this sort of stuff, but I've been thinking that like the I like. Doing a narrative that is about queer youth in the mm-hmm. context of what yeah. I want to do here. Absolutely. And oh, yeah. if you are recognized as such, that sort of plays into it. Yeah. Um, also, And I guess before I wrap up, maybe this is, I realized I did not do the thing I wanted to do, which was like talk a little bit about like the themes I want <laughs> to explore here there's a lot of inherent themes to masks a new generation which a lot of which are like specific to your playbooks and all that and i am willing and like things might change things are going to adapt like the message of the show could like get away from me because of the way things adapt naturally but thinking about what's being presented here and i also got to think about due to a lot of different things that have happened within the last just few months. Mm-hmm. The themes of being a young, marginalized person who grew... Basically about fandoms, but specifically about being someone who grew up sort of... um Someone who's got a lot of connections to a very entrenched... um establishment Mm -hmm. that has got a lot of rot in it I guess and the question Mm -hmm. of are you going to go in there and change it from within or does it need to get like fucking tossed aside
2: right hell yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, which is something I think has been very relevant to comics specifically and also RPGs specifically sure and also
2: the current moment specifically Mm
0: -hmm. um so yeah that is uh just to lay that out there, mm-hmm. uh, no one has to feel obligated to make sure, oh, did this episode be, was that episode about that enough? Right. That's what I'm going to have in mind as I am, like, laying things out for right. this.
4: Gotcha.
2: Yeah, and it's also probably what I'm going to have in mind as I try and, you know, formulate uh, how, like, how the character will act and or grow. Uh, and the moments related to yep. that. So it's something we'll be thinking about. So yeah. Not necessarily going to be something that, that dictates action or ahead of time or anything like that, but it's definitely, uh, uh, I, I personally, uh, see, see speaking as a person who played Bishop <laughs> in Monster Hearts, <laughs> yeah. is I would like, I, I don't like playing characters who don't have a, uh, moral backbone yeah. of any kind. Yeah. It's, uh, genuinely horrible and makes me feel bad to do. <laughs> so I'm going I'm going to be trying to play a character at least a little bit more introspectively yeah. <laughs> than I in, have in, in past campaigns. The, whole,
3: the <laughs> whole purpose of, like, Juno as a character was that, like, So at the end of Monster Hearts, when I was playing Charlotte, I was like, this is a lot of fun. I like playing the good person who's just kind of cheaper. And I went, I think I just want to do that for an entire game. So, uh, yeah, that's literally what Judo was born out of, was just like this desire to play like a good person.
0: All right. (laughs) Well, you guys have given me a lot of cool stuff to work with. Part of the reason um, I wanted to do this in advance was so I could use this to influence my own planning and you've definitely given me some, like, yeah, you've given me some stuff to springboard off of. Um, The stadium thing alone is going to be ripe fruit. So, thank you all very much for uh, being a part of this and uh, thank you all for listening and i look forward to joining you in the first uh, actual gameplay episode of masks yeah. until then stay big gay yeah. and nerdy big gay nerds is made possible by our patreon supporters we would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Bookhorter, Laurie Dean, M.C. Ferdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter, and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.